<coughs> we began last week to learn in order for us to be able to understand the Halachas we have to at least go quickly obviously we're not learning this Torah and we're skipping a little bit here and there Hopefully, it'll be enough for us to be able to understand what Rabbi Nassim is talking about on our on our level. So let me review for a minute. Let's just do a little chazar. In the context of when Rabbi Nachman was saying this Torah, which we spoke about from Chaim Haran last week, Rabbi Nachman says that there's a, a field. In the field, there are beautiful trees and flowers and so on and grass that's growing. And that there are nishamas, there are souls that are outside the field. Thank you. There are souls that are outside the field and want desperately to return to the field. All of these nishamas that are wandering outside of the field are longing for the help of the Baal Hasada, of the Tzaddik. And the Baal, the Baal Hasada is the only one who's able to bring these Nishamas back into the field. But the Baal Hasada has to suffer terribly, has to go through terrible Yisur in order to do this, in order to bring a Takana to these neshamas and to bring them back into the field. When these neshamas are doing well, and the tikkun, the tikkun of the tzaddik, the tikkunim of the tzaddik, the teachings of the tzaddik, the hadroche, the anhagis of the tzaddik, when the neshamas are, when the neshamas are doing well, and their oisim payers, when they're doing well and they're producing fruit. So then Rabbi Nachman says, Mi'irim enei bal hasada. Then the eyes of the bal hasada are shining with light. The field is called a state sofim, the ability to see, and the eyes of the tzaddik of the bal hasada are shining with light. And when his eyes are, are shining with light, he's able to see the oymik, the depths of each one of these neshamas, and to help them to see the tachlis, to understand the tachlis, and to bring them to the tachlis, which will bring them to the tikkun. If, however, these neshamas are not oysim peiris, they're not, they're not living according to the will of Hashem and the guidance of the tzaddik and so on, so then the field becomes a stay boichem, a field of tears, of crying, of crying. The tachlis, this is where we're up to, we're up to Sif Gimel, we're in the middle of Sif Gimel, in Samachai. The tachlis, to be able to see the tachlis means to see that vision of Echad to remain focused on Echad 
Because when one is focused on the Tachlis, on Echad, on Bayumahu Yashem Echad Ushmai Echad, and Vahidna Lav Echad, does that mean that now he's not one? Only then he will be one? The Territ says that, of course, Hashem is always one. But we're living in the world of confusion, of steers, of contradictions. In the Ilona Desveka, the tree of uncertainty and confusion. And because of that, we are overwhelmed by the tsaras and by the Yisurim, by the difficulties, the suffering of this world. If a person is able to remain focused, and the tachlis of the tikkun of the tzaddik is to help us, to remain focused, to remember the tachlis, that our eyes should be focused, that we should be able to be in the state so from the field of vision to have the eyes of the tzaddik Hashem el tzaddikim to see through all of the suffering and all of the misery to see the tachlis and when a person is in that place and is able to stay focused on the tachlis then he's able to see that be'emes be'emes everything is lotayv everything is good ain ra everything is mamish good on Shabbos couple of the chavri here on Shabbos, I was explaining in the morning in shul from a drosh of the Babu Rabbi Slus, who saw a lot of suffering. And the Babu Rabbi was explaining how could it be that by Sari Yimeinu, Shnei Chayisara, was Kulan Shavan Lataiva. That all of the years of her life were equally good. She had very, very terrible times in her life, not being able to have a child. And then the whole parasha with Hagar, Yishmol, and then Paro's house, and Melech, she had, she had a lot of tsaras and Akeda. But when she died, it was Shnei Chai Tsaras, Kulan Shavan Lataiva. And we learned on Shabbos from the Bavir Rabbi Shusi how the tzaddik is able to live in such a place of Tachlis, of Kulan Shavan Lataiva, Mamash. And the Rabbi explained by bringing the parish of Nagoim. How we see that in the parasha of Nagoim, the Mishnah says in Nagoim that even if the person is a big Talmachachim and he sees a nega and he's certain that, that it's a, it's, it's for sure a nega, this is for sure a nega. However, he's not allowed to come to say to the Kohen, nega nearly babayis. Remember, he has to say what? Kin nega nearly babayis. It looks to me like a nega. So the Bavar Rabbi asked, why can't he say? He's not, he's not paskini. We understand that, that the psak has to come from the coin. We know. That's Xerus Akosiv, that the coin has to be the one to paskin. But the Tamachachim, this could be the Godel Hador. It could be the biggest Tamachachim of the generations. It could be, this could be a, a Rav Yashiv, Rav Moshe. It could be the, the Godel Hador. He's not allowed to say, Nega nearly Babayis. I see a Nega. He's only allowed to say, Kin Nega nearly. It looks like a nega. And then later on, when the Chumash tells us about how there was a bracha, they would come to Echisel, the walls would be covered in houses with the goyim, because they'd break down the walls and they'd find hidden treasures that the goyim left over there to hide. So it turns out that the nega was talking not a real nega. It was only kin nega in their legal bias. And it's like that with everything in life. When a person is able to be focused on echad, on the tachlis, then all of the difficulties that he has in his life can be described as kinnega. It looks on the outside like a nega. It looks like it's bad.
but he'll never say nega nearly babais. It's bad. Because when the person's eyes are seeing things through the eyes of the tzaddik, the state so from the visionary eyes of the tzaddik that see echad, that's the tachlis, and the tachlis is kulay taif. It's kulay taif. Ain ra yerid men Everything is the tachlis at taif. So how could it be that sorry many went through such difficulties and yet kulan shavan letayva? In her eyes, everything was good. Because the eyes of Sari Yimeno were, were always focused upon the Tachlis. And regarding that, Chazal bring the Pasuk, Yodeya Hashem, Yimei, and tell him, Yodeya Hashem, Yimei Tamimim, the Tamimus, to makabal everything in a good way, to know that everything is good. So the Tzaddik wants to bring every one of these Neshamas to that way of seeing, to bring to the Tachlis. And when and when the person is focused on the Tachlis, then everything is Taif. Then Kulan Shav and the Taif. Ach Ikra Atzar, this we're up to. Ach Ikra Atzar. It's around 20, 25 lines into Sif Gimel. The main tsar, the main suffering and anguish that the person has as a result of the yisurim that he's going through, that a person loses his mind. The world can cause a person to lose his mind. If you become fixated on the outside of things, you can lose your mind. Losing your mind doesn't become doesn't mean becoming insane. Losing your mind, means Losing one's mind means losing the das to be able to remain focused on echad on the tachlis. And then instead of living in the state so from the field of vision. You live in this day, Bochim, in the field of tears. In the field of tears. And remember what we learned last week, that Rabbi Nachman says that the tears cause a person to have vision that's clouded, that's double vision, not to see things in the right way. And then you feel the terrible pain. Of, of whatever you assume you're going through. It could be even a small thing. What Chazal say that if a person thinks he's going to find a certain amount of change in his pocket and he finds less, that's already called you, sir. When a person has das, das means that he's able to stay focused on the tachlis. Then he doesn't feel the tsar of the Yisur. Even though it looks like it looks like it's something which is terrible. But in a margish klal hatsar shall he yisur. And with this Rabbi Nachman says we can understand something that's hidden. 
I mentioned this last week, but now we're seeing it inside. That Hashem made it so that it's the nature of a person. When a person, God forbid, has terrible suffering, such as when a limb is being amputated, which you know in those days they didn't have proper anesthesia. When a limb is being cut off of a person, the pain is terrible. So the nature that, that the nature of a person is as I he shuts his eyes very tight when he feels terrible pain. We see this. We see this. That when a person is trying to see something that's very far away, as I say, he closes his eyes. A person that's trying to have a chush in ruchnias, when you're hearing a niggin, you're at a, a, a kumzis, at a fabrengin, whatever. When a person is trying to have a chush of ruchnias, then he closes his eyes. They need Shal Shudas to be when there's no light. He closes his eyes. And he's when you're closing your eyes. You know that when you have to see something far away, you have to try to you have to try to get rid of the of the peripheral vision to cut away the use of the vision on all of the any, uh, on all the outside stuff anything outside and to try to focus in to zero in to see something that's far away that's because vision is a shliach of the brain to bring that which you're trying to see, to bring that which you're looking at into the brain. Eyesight, vision, eyesight is a shliach, to bring that thing that you're looking at into the mind. Because seeing, of course, is, the ikar of seeing is to know something, is that it registers in the brain. Which means to be able to see the muhus of something that you're looking at. To see it clearly and to understand it. As people say, I see what you're saying. I understand. I understand what you're saying. And understanding is in the mind. So when the mind is trying to understand something that the person is watching or looking at, the mind sends the koach of vision, of eyesight. And the person's, the person's eyes with this koach of ruus, of eyesight, sees this thing. And brings it into the mind. And then he's able to know what he's looking at. And therefore, when you take something and you pass it in front of a person's eyes very very quickly you know there were many back in the 60s there were many lawsuits about this because what they were doing is they were putting into movies 
they were putting into movies things that you in the frames, like say, it would be a very very hot day. So they, it would be a very hot day, and they would be selling cold drinks in the lobby. So they used to put into the they used to put into the into frames of the film. No, somebody's going to watch some Walt Disney movie, and they're putting into the frame of the they're putting into a frame here and there a tall bottle of Coca Cola with ice, right? Subliminal. Right, the subliminal messaging, and they put the, the and, and then the, you couldn't see it with the eyes, but everybody's going to sugar it like they run for to, to run to buy coke. So this was they were doing, and then and, and they were using this for other things that were not as harmless as a drink of soda to put into films. Even if the nice films, that were clean films, to put in different things, in order to bring about certain business. When something passes before a person's eyes, very quickly. Any you just you don't know what it is. It doesn't register in your brain. Even though it passed through your field of vision. It was there. It passed by your eyes, but it doesn't register. The mind didn't bring it into the... The eyesight did not bring it into the... didn't have a chance to bring it into the brain. Even though you saw it, mamish, with your eyes. But because everything was going happening so quickly, there wasn't enough time to bring this thing that you're looking at into the brain. Therefore, when something is far away from you, the, the field of vision cannot reach, your eyesight cannot reach that thing that's far away to bring it back into the brain. Because there's so many things that are around you that are that that are taking away the focus of your eyesight, the babble of my eyesight, that confuse you. And your eyesight is scattered, is divided, and diffused because of all the things that are going on around. And as a result of that, the eyesight is weak, it's dim. It can't bring that thing that's further away into the brain. Therefore, you have to squint and close your eyes. To aim, to aim and focus your eyes just at that thing, just at that one thing that you're trying to understand, to shut out everything else. When, when Sadiqim learned Torah, that's how they learned Torah. When Sadiqim daven, that's how they die. Nothing else in the world exists. There are many stories like this. I was able to see this by Tzaddik. Such a such a thing that they were oblivious mamish to the whole world. Kadesh Yabal Blu Dvar Macher. 
so the eyes are squinted or closed in order to be able to shoot the eyesight with a direct hit like a laser beam to that object or that person or that thing that you're looking at so <clears throat> in order to do that the eyes have to be closed to everything else in the world like the, like the blind beggar in the story who says you think I don't you think I don't see anything I see so much that I can't see right I see so much that I don't see the world then you have a saginar who is filled with light because he sees the tachlis so he doesn't see all the narish guy he doesn't see the world the world doesn't it means he's not in a spoil from the world In order the eyesight should be strong. And then you could see something much further away than usual. The Babasali this was not, not the, the Babasali was not a thousand years ago I was there to be by the Babasali a few times it's not so long ago and it's a Dovi Yadur that, that, that he, would, he would go to give a bracha he would go outside to give a bracha and there were people standing there and he would turn his head away and he can't he can't come over here because there, there's a woman standing there and and there, there was no woman standing there they found like like a half a mile away like at an egg edge stop someplace but he had such eyes they were not massing such a thing the kohar of the tzaddik the sensitivity to anything that could be chalila not good or to see something that's good but to look and see something that's good in Lublin of course everybody was afraid to walk around Lublin because the chayzer would look at everybody's forehead when he was a child and he would start to tell them all their thoughts and all their values when he was a little boy So that until the war, they used to wear in Lublin the hats on the forehead, like low down. That's how they used to go, because they're still from the Chayza that they were afraid that this Chayza would look at their foreheads and to see and to see and to see. Kamoichein, kshiroitzel mistakel ala tachlis. So too, kshiroitzel mistakel ala tachlis. When a Jew wants to be able to see the tachlis, and that's all that Sadik is trying to help us is to see the tachlis. And that's the tikkun. And when the and when the and when the oilam are behaving and doing mitzvahs, and the eyes of the tzaddik are shining, and are able to see to the depths of each and every one of his followers, of every Jew that, that comes within his field of vision, into the state soifim, and the tzaddik is able to help to bring this person to see the tachlis of his life. She writes the mistakel atachlis who kulay toiv, and the tachlis is kulay toiv, kulam shavin latoiv. You know, sorry, Meno had another name. What was her other name? Yiska. With the English name Jessica comes from Yiska, because she was soiche b'ruach hakodesh, because she had such b'ruach hakodesh. She was greater than Avraham Avinu in the Vias. So sorry, man, who had such eyes that she was able to see always kulan shavon l'tayv. 
Because the tachlis is kulei toif. Kulei echad. But in order to see that, you have to close your eyes to all the other stuff. You have to close your eyes to everything else. And to aim, and to focus your vision, your eyes, to the tachlis. Because the Or HaTachlis is not close. It's far away. It's far away. The world is a world that's filled with, with craziness. With a million, million sideshows. And, and everything is pulling a person away from the Tachlis. And especially when a person is not doing well, Khalila, he's in pain. So it's very easy for him to lose his eyesight and to become very, very wrapped up in himself and to be closed in a very tiny place. Because the Tachlis is It's not something which is right in front of you. The Tachlis is not necessarily something that you'll see that day or that week or that year or in your life. Might not see the tachlis of what it is that you're going through. It's only sometimes, only rarely, that we're able to see the tachlis. Ki orat tachlis azehi rechaykem he'adam. The tzaddik sees it. Kikreva Yeshuasi lava. The tzaddik sees the Yeshua in such a clear way. Kikreva Yeshuasi lava. The Navi says. But Bilam says, I can't see it. The Navi says, Yeshaya says, Kikreva Yeshuasi lava. Kikreva Yeshuasi. The tzaddik who's focused on the tachlis to him, it's close, it's near. He sees it. But our tachlis is far. The Evshalaraisa came with the Sima And the only way to see the tachlis with the Sima is by closing one's eyes. Shetzarch Listai Messai Naim Legamre. Not only to close them, but to close them, shut them tight. Sometimes you have to hold your fingers on them to keep them closed. To keep them closed. And then in your mind's eye, you'll be able to see past all of the, all of the other stuff and to see to the Tachlis, which is Kulei Tai, which is Echad. Heinz Yitzarach, Lister Mesendav Mechezu Dahai Alma Legamre. Which is why, as I mentioned last week, that Bizman, at the time of the Yichud, we cover our eyes, the Sekriyashim, we cover our eyes. Lahalim Enav Lesagra Ma'ayt. Libli Lestak El Klal. Al Taivas Elam Azeva Havalev, not to look at all. 
at the taivas of this world and the havolim of this world, the foolishness, the silliness, the nairishkeit of this world. And then you'll be able to see the Orhatachlis. And when you see that, then there's no longer any suffering. Because the main reason for suffering, because you're so far from the Tachlis. You can't see the Tachlis, you can't see the end. Therefore, it's the nature of a person. List time ain't of bishas yisurin canal to automatically when you feel some sharp pain to automatically close your eyes. To automatically shut your eyes when you feel some sharp pain because you can't survive this pain if you if you look at it. You have to look beyond it. The whole inyan of nichum avelim. And the meaning of Nechama is to help the Ovel see things from a different perspective, to see further, to see beyond the Yisurim that he's in. Not to distract him from his Yisurim, but to see beyond the Yisurim. That's what Nechama means. Like Veinachim Hashem means to be able to look at things differently. Not to look at the way the person is looking at it right now when he's sitting, uh, when he's sitting shiv, he's looking at that I, I, I can't go on. I can't live without this person. I can't survive. I can't manage. My life is over. And, and the, the job of the person who's Menachem the Oval is to, is to help him stay focused on the Tachlis. And the Tachlis is Kulay Taif. But the eyes of this world, of the stay of the field of tears, of crying, someone dies, it's, it's bad. It's terrible. I can't continue without this person. So the, 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 the people who are Menachem Oval have to try to help the person to see things in a bigger way to see further away because the tachlis is good and by staying focused on the tachlis one is mavatal the yisurim because the tachlis is kulay taif Because when the eyes are are focused on Yom Acheron, on the end, on the Tachlis, then there's Vatishak, there's laughter. But if the person becomes distracted, 
and starts looking at all the other things that are right in front of him and he doesn't close his eyes to what's in front of him so then he loses his ability to laugh the Indian of, of being able to help other people laugh and smile, which is a very big avayda. Which Dovna Malch is called about Chana de Malka, the court jester. The Kivyochal Dovna Malch was able to make Hashem laugh. Is that the purpose of humor is to help a person to be able to see to see something further than than what's in front of him. When you make somebody laugh, the eyes also close. When it's a strong laugh, the eyes close. Yeah, the eyes also have to close. Akadekach, that you begin to tear from the laughing. You start to cry from laughter. Instead of the tears of sadness, to help a person laugh and to tell a good joke, to be misamech a person, is that you're able to change the tears of sadness into tears of joy. And the eyes close because humor is able to transport a person to something else. And that can be used in a million different ways. Mostly it's used in silly ways. But it, but when there's be'emis, a, a holy joke, it has such a tremendous koyach to do that. You know, after the Mulchama, after the Holocaust, You all know your Rabbi Labelzer. Rabbi Labelzer was Kaidish Hakadoshim. All the Tzaddikim were machnir themselves to him, the whole generation, Chavetz Chaim also, all the Tzaddikim were machnir themselves to him. Rabbi was a young man, the Chavetz Chaim, what he already said about him. He was Kaidish Kadoshim. So it was all kinds of miracles that that he was smuggled out of out of Europe and he was brought to HSL to Tel Aviv of course he lost a lot a lot that he left behind and after the Holocaust after the Muhammad he no longer smiled not Sukkot not Purim not Hanukkah he it seemed as if he had given up the Indian of smile. He simply did not smile. Laughing at certainly not, but even smiling. They didn't see a smile on him. No one saw him smile after the Muhammad for quite a while. When was the first time that the Belzerabi smiled? After the Muhammad? It was Lil Paisach. No, we're not going to think this is funny. <laughs> it was Lel Pesach, it was the Seder. And at that time, there wasn't a big oilam. It's hard to believe, by the Belzerab, there wasn't a big oilam. It was a small apartment, and there were people that came, they were crowded into his apartment. And there were three Gerich Hasidim that were living in Tel Aviv somewhere, and they wanted to be by the Seder, by the Heliga Belzerab. When they finished their seder, they came to the Belzer Abbey. 
and they were just up to Kadesh Urchas. And in Ger, they didn't finish early either. It was very just about the morning. Rabbi said, he gives my Kriyashmas And all the hachanis that the Belzer Rabbi was making, they were just up to Kadesh Urchas, they're saying the Siman. And these three Ger Hasidim came in, and they're pushing to stand over there. And everybody wants to see the Belzer Rabbi's holy face. The Belzer Rabbi is standing there, and he looks and he sees these Ger Hasidim, and he goes, Kadesh. You know, he had kavanas for each of the. It doesn't not like us kadesh or he didn't do that. It was kadesh, and that was like you know fifteen minutes or something. So he says kadesh. He pronounced it in such a way kadesh, as they did in that part of the world. And the three Gary guys are there, and the Rebbe is looking at them, even though he was like in another world. But his eyes were on them, and he said kadesh. So they're looking; they don't know what to do. And he, and he goes like this again. He goes kadesh. So this Gerich just looks at his friends and he goes, okay, I don't know what this is. He starts to say Kaddish. He, he, he didn't know what was going on. He starts to say Kaddish. And for the first time in a long time, the Bells of Rebbe, when, he, when he, he, he saw that, he smiled. And it says in the, in the safe about this, that the whole Seder, he didn't stop smiling. He, he was smiling the whole Seder from that. Yiskalev Yiskalev Shmei Rabbe. No? What, what was it that made the Belzerabi smile? The, the Kaddish, the, the Kaddish and the Kaddish, the Kaddish that he didn't yet feel that was done, and somehow Pesach night, the Kaddish of Kaddish Urchatz, the Kaddish of the Gula, with the Kaddish of everybody that died. I don't know. It's a very, very mysterious story. But for the first time, his beautiful face was smiling and his eyes were crinkling. And he was back in that place of where, where he used to be. It's, it's an amazing thing. What it is that brings a person to smile, what brings a person to laugh. It's histaklis alatachlis. Every joke, what is it they need to... They, I once heard that the, that the most popular subject of humor in other words what, what comedians maybe this is this is a long time ago maybe it's different now but what was the what was the subject that comedians joked about most so some person would say um, mothers-in-law whatever Helm I don't know whatever they would, the mothers-in-law of Helm, there's some good jokes about that too. The most popular subject of comedians is death, to make jokes about dying. I remember reading that somewhere, to make jokes about dying. It's interesting, to make about the tachlis. V'tishak liyom the Navram Rino said the Hes, but he said for so many ways, Because this is stockless, this way of seeing, it's only possible when you shut your eyes to everything else.
על אסטימס העיניים כנער. ואף, ואף שהאדם אין יודע כלום מה הוא עושה, אילו זה לא וולונטרי דבר שהאדם עושה. That when you when you want to see something far away that you close your eyes or when a person feels pain they, they can't they must try to see past the pain by closing their eyes when there's a sharp pain it's not something that happens voluntarily I've showed them any a day a clum mahu isa the soul knows therefore If it's a teva to shut the eyes at the time of Yisur. Sif Dalet. V'hinei be'emes b'shas b'tl sh'nizbat lo'l tachlis. Rabbi Nachman says now it's very hard. Again, we're learning this quickly and not not b'iyun. We'll come back to discuss many of these things when we're learning the, the Torah and Lukudah Lachas. And the truth is that at that moment of Bittl, meaning what? When the person becomes bottled to the Tachlis, when he becomes focused on the Tachlis, which is totally good, which is Echad, As I be'emes nizbat l'nha Yisurim canal, all the Yisurim disappear. Ach iev shaliyas tamid kavur be'bechinas abitul. But a person can't live like that every moment of his life. Even a great person can't live every single second in that place of bitul to the tachlis. He wouldn't be able to to do anything to take care of things that are in front of him, that are in his that are in his life at that moment. You can't be a human being like that. You could go there, and the tzaddikim go there a lot, but you can't remain there in that place. Therefore, this bittel to the tachlis, to the echad, must be in a way of running and returning, back and forth. Rotsa v'shayv. Okay, therefore, So therefore, when the Seichel comes back from that state of Bittl, and it comes back to the mind, which is the Kli, Of the, of the mind, of the intellect of the seichel, the brain, which is the place of the seichel. So when the person's returning, so then he can't comprehend that anymore. In other words, the, the vision is, is cut, it's cut off. And he comes back to the regular mind and brain, It can't stay in that place of the infinite, of the Tachlis, of Echad, of Kulay Toiv. And the pain returns. The pain, the suffering returns. 
remember how this entire Torah is revolving around the pain that Rabbi Nachman had at the loss of his son, which he saw as not just his own personal loss, but as we learned last week, as a loss, a terrible loss for, for all, of, all of Amiso. So then the mind feels the tsar of Yisur, of the Yisur, of, of the suffering. Because all of the suffering takes place in the brain. Because that's where it registers. If a person is entirely, entirely in control of his mind, he won't feel any pain. There are people who could do that. There are mahalchem like that in the world of how to overcome pain by being in control of one's thoughts. There are many, many ailments, especially when it comes to back pain, shoulder pain, and neck pain that are unrelated to any physical damage. There was no physical damage when the person picked up the heavy thing. Nothing snapped, nothing broke. Sometimes there's damage, which it's, it's, it needs to, be, needs to be, of course, to be checked. But there was a, there's a great doctor, a very, very chashiva doctor, who for 50 years was working on back pain and neck pain and Operation after operation, he found that there was no structural damage. And he developed a mahalach of how to think differently, which I know works because I did it myself. And I used it myself, and so did my wife, and so did many other people that I know. And there's a whole chevra, there's a, there's a certain person that gives shiurim in this mahalach in Borough Park because Jews have a lot of backaches, because there's a lot of, for whatever reason, there's a lot of stress, a lot of things. Especially in Borough Park, because it's very hard to get parking. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of a lot of backaches in Borough Park. And there's a mahalach, stock the sarno, but he has a mahalach. And it's all about, and he's a very very big doctor. It's not like he's a very big doctor. And there's a mahalach of how to think. There's a neighbor of mine, who they wanted to operate on him, and they thought that he would have to spend the rest of his life in a wheelchair. And someone spoke to him about this, and he, and he tried this mahalach. He tried this mahalach of this doctor, and and uh, a few days later he was already running. He was doing laps, and then he, a short time later he was in some marathon somewhere. The the pain was gone. The mind, everything is processed through the mind, especially when it comes to pain and how to deal with pain, and how to manage pain. So once the, once the person is no longer in that place of bittel to the tachlis, then the mind comes back, the seichel, the mind, and there's the tsar shal ha-yisurim. Ki ikah ha-gosh shal kol ha-yisurim, ba-kevim, Because the, the main headquarters of where all feeling of pain comes from, hu it's in the brain. Because there are 
tzinarim, there are whatever, tzinaris, nerves and different things, neurons, all this stuff that's, I don't, know, I don't remember the science, but all this stuff that goes out all over the body from the brain. Throughout all the body to all the limbs. You know, children, this is an interesting thing. What's the first thing you do when a kid like, when a, if a kid like hurts himself or hurts himself? The first thing you do, every parent knows, is you try to distract the kid. You try to do something like goofy. You do something silly. So the kid's in the middle of howling, and you do something crazy. You do something crazy. And then in the middle of howling and crying and from pain, the kid starts to laugh. And the crying and the laughing is mixed together. You, just, you have to get the mind to something else. The site of Elone Mamre. Mamre is To get the thought to someplace else. To distract, to move the mind to another place. When you move the mind, when you shift the mind away from the pain, you distract. Because children died in Kalas. They, they don't have, they're not Balemoyach. The Moyachin are very, very. The Moyachin are very light. So the kid's screaming and crying. Now, if, if we're talking about f- that the pain is entirely physical and it's felt in the limb and the organ and that's the place where the pain is experienced, then why would it help to all of a sudden go... Why would that help the kid if that shouldn't change the pain? Why is it that the kid could stop mamish laughing? They start to laugh. And then, they're, they're, then the only thing is that they remember, they'll talk about how uh, this happened to me. But they don't, they don't, they're not hurting. Because you move you move the mind. Now ikahagosha of pain is the mind. And then the mind feels the pain. In whatever the aver is, it feels that pain. So now what we're going to learn next we're not gonna be here the next Monday Mitchum, the following Monday night. You then are not going to be here next time. <laughs> so the, the, the Monday night in Mitzvah, after that, Sir Benachman is going to explain, so, so what do you do about that? And we're going to learn about Rebbe Nachman's Gilui of, of Chidush Torah, of Chidush and Torah, and Simcha and Joy, and how to overcome pain through Chidush Torah and Simcha, and the Simcha Shal Mitzvah, and and Mitchum will finish this Torah next time, and then we'll begin to learn Uktah which is all about the Indian of Bitla how we could ourselves, regular Jews, can be mavatl ourselves to the Tachlis. Okay, have a minute for Mara. By a woman? Because Nushan died in Kalis? You try, so try. You go, blah, 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 blah. Next time she's upset at you, you can try that. <laughs> <laughs>